I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. <laughs> and welcome to a brand new episode of Chicks and... Uh, Dicks? Dicks? <laughs> it's Maybe? a question. Is that, is, is that what we call this? It's been a while. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. It's, uh, you know, I mean, if anything, we're consistently inconsistent lately. (laughs) Consistently inconsistent. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I don't know. I don't even have a good excuse, quite honestly. Just life, I suppose. Laziness also. Isn't laziness a part of life? Laziness. Well, it's part of my life. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let it put it this way: we're not being our best selves, as per all the Instagram posts that oh, are right. coming across my feed. Or are all your Instagram posts about being your best self or not being yeah. your best self? Well, I mean, like everybody's like, I hate it when they're like, "Be your best self," and they're like, "You got to do meditation every day. You have to stretch every day. Oh, I don't yeah. have time Who's for all this other shit." Like, it's tired or no? Like, it's like if I did everything, like, okay, exercise for this amount of time, get this done, get this done for self care, quote unquote. I'm like, dude. Does this person not have a job? Oh, my God. Well, also, like, my great aunt lived to, like, 107. My grandmother lived to 97. And they didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe just carry on. As you were. <laughs> if I got hit by a truck tomorrow and I wasted all of my time. Well, it's not a waste of time. Like, it does make you feel good. But, like, I'm fine. I'm going to stress over treating myself well. <laughs> like, kind of counterproductive. Oh, shit. I didn't do my yoga today. I've got to go. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't do my yoga. <laughs> just... <laughs> Well, I I was going to see if I could find a good segue into the book we're going to talk about after all that. Well, I know what I Oh, I can do a segue. Okay. All right. You know who who doesn't do a lot of yoga in this book? (laughs) Who's not taking care of their best selves? (laughs) No, I, no, I think the, I think the female main character is living her, her best life. Yeah, Such well, she doesn't is. have it because she, she's rich. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so give me some money, Rachel. Go live my best life. <laughs> I feel like we could all live our best lives if we were super duper wealthy and didn't have to worry about anything ever. <laughs> See? See, the, the, so the moral of the story is money solves all problems. Oh, it certainly Which does. it kind of does in this book, actually. actually. Yes. <laughs> All right, enough foreplay. The book we're reading, or what read, the book we're talking about is The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare. Now, how did we get this book? Okay. So, I pulled this book out of a little free library. And I gotta say, a little free library really came through for us. It did. It did. Yep. <laughs> Because we both kind of liked this book. Well, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. This is the third in a series called Girl Meets Duke. And you do get the sense <laughs> that there are other stories out there because uh-huh. the main character, she has a bunch of friends who also married up. I think I might have just spoiled the book for all of you who've never read a romance before and don't understand that it has to have a happy ending in order for it to actually be, be a romance. All the romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's read the synopsis. They call him the Duke of Ruin. To an undaunted wallflower, he's just the beast next door. 
Wealthy and ruthless, Gabriel Duke clawed his way from the lowliest slums to the pinnacle of high society, and now he wants to get even. Loyal and passionate, Lady Penelope Campion never met a lost or wounded creature she wouldn't take into her home and her heart. When her imposing and attractive, new neighbor demands she clear out the rescued animals, Penny sets him a challenge. She will part with her pre- precious charges if he can find them loving homes. Done, Gabriel says. How hard can it be to find homes for a few kittens? And a two-legged dog? And a foul-mouthed parrot? And a goat? An otter? A hedgehog? Easier son than done for a cold-blooded bastard who wouldn't know a loving home from a workhouse. Soon, he's covered in cat hair, knee-deep and adorable, and bewitched by a shyly pretty spinster who defies his every attempt to resist. Now she's set her mind and her heart on saving him. Not if he ruins her first. I like the parrot. That was a fun part. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the parrot was pretty fun. (laughs) So this book is pretty quick, I'd say. So, I mean, we, we have to put this, this is done with the, the ton era of things. This is, so this is a Regency-ish era book, I suppose? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I got, that's, that's the impression I got. Maybe a little Regency. later. I don't know. When was plumbing invented? Oh, well, he's the second house <laughs> in Britain to have one, so. Anyway. I love um, how money is no object for these people. The plumbing is broken. There's only one person who can fix it, and they died. So bring over the guy from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a boat as we speak. Um, yeah, so I guess this is Regency-ish era. It's historical fiction, more loosely. And so, yes, this woman, Penelope, everybody calls her Penny. She lives in London on her own. Obviously, there is a housekeeper and she cares for all these animals. And so she's got she's this 26. little menagerie, and she's 26 years old. And even though the book is called The Wallflower Wager, and there is reference to her kind of being a wallflower, that's, I don't think that's really accurate. I think she called it that because she likes, you know, the Ws, the alliteration, I suppose. But, yeah. I mean, she's a spinster. It's not really a wager. It's more of an agreement. Like a compromise. Yeah, there's no bet. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like, if you don't do this, you're going to go live with your brother. (laughs) Well, there's that. So she lives in this house full of these animals. Dude moves in next door, and he's essentially a flipper. (laughs) Yes, he is. is. (laughs) He's fixed up the ramshackle pile next door. He's the Property Brothers uh, original. (laughs) (laughs) The OG there's no brother though property guy (laughs) i don't know anyway um and so his house he's known as the duke of ruin duke of ruin his house has a is has a there's a lot of value in his in the properties fixing up because he's next door to lady penelope penny we'll just call her penny that's what they call her in the book and so his plan is to fix up the house and then sell it at a profit because this is what he does. They call him the Duke of Ruin because he he does, in fact, he ruins members of the peerage, the aristocracy, by, like, buying up all their debts and then calling them in. Yeah. Or finding ways to bribe them out of things. Yes. So, and it's because he just has this, like, 
massive axe to grind with the aristocracy because he grew up super duper poor, pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Good for him. And now he's mm-hmm. got oodles and oodles of money. Um, but of course, the the aristocracy are all a bunch of snobs and they don't really like him. Well, they don't like him because they fear him as well because they're they're worried that they're next because right. everybody has, you know, massive what do they call it? Like, the dirty sheets? No. <laughs> dirty laundry? Skeleton dirty laundry. Closet? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not so much about the dirty laundry. It really is just about like how he mostly just economically outsmarts yeah that's what he does he like (laughs) anyway penny has got all of these animals living in her house and he's worried that's going to drive down the property value meanwhile penny's brother's like enough of living on your own like a weirdo in london i'm gonna force you're gonna be a spinster we haven't seen you in the society pages blah 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 well well i'm gonna force you to move back to the countryside with me because you don't have any prospects you're not gonna get married um, and this is just best for everyone. And then, so it's her aunt sort of drops this bomb on her. And Penny, of course, doesn't want to, she likes living in town. She has friends in town. She has a life there. It's not the most exciting life, but it's hers and she owns it and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to give it up. And she does prefer, she does prefer to be a bit of a recluse. Like she doesn't mingle in high society. She kind of yes. like is done with it. She doesn't trust a lot of people. So she has her small little group of friends and otherwise she sticks to herself and loves her animals. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's what I do in my fucking house right now. <laughs> doesn't make her a wallflower though. A wallflower would suggest that she's like out and about and she's social, but nobody notices her. But no her. one notices her. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, mm-hmm. so her aunt makes I guess it's a, it's a, well, it's, I suppose it's like a bit of a wager with her aunt. Her aunt's like, look, if you can get your shit together inside of a month, sell the animals, appear in the society page, I will convince your brother to let you stay in London. And she's like, okay, it's super duper important to me that I stay. I'll, I'll make this happen. I'll get to work. Well, not even like she won't convince her. She'll put in a good word. Like she'll, she'll try yeah, to. She'll, she'll do yeah. her best. But I have the feeling that Aunt Caroline has a lot of clout and she can. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, you do. You, yeah, you get that impression. Tell these people yes. what to do. So then she meets uh, Gabe <laughs> next door, um, and he she tells him what's going on with her because he's very excited to have this property next door to Lady Penelope. But then when he finds out that she might be uh, schlepping off to the countryside he's just he's really upset that it's going to ruin his investment so he's like okay i'm gonna help you i will help you get rid of all your animals and i'll somehow figure out how to get you into the society page there's like a whole backstory there about why she doesn't ever appear like at parties and whatnot so let's also go through their their the fun introduction so the uh penny's parrot flies out of its cage and ends up landing on the sill of his house and then goes into his house and it's been <laughs> under construction and she doesn't know that he's there um so she kind of goes in that she's in her night shift she's uh which is clinging to her form of course um is. and then she, yeah of course it is and she runs in with a bird cage essentially and she's trying to grab this parrot and she's like running around and then he all of a sudden just walks out and he's like in a towel because he was just having a bath. <laughs> hilarious, so, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like there there are scenes in this book that I very much appreciated for the cinematic aspect of it. Right. And I got the feeling that this book actually would have been a pretty good like rom-com cinema because it's got some pretty good moments, Kinda, you know yeah, what I mean? It, so. it, well, you were there when I was reading it and I did laugh out loud a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's a couple of really like well-written funny points that were just kind of in there. And this is kind of one of them. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous and it's stupid, but you know, like they're staring at each other and he's like, well, who are you? Like, and he, cause he heard that um, she's like a spinster kind of like okay, yeah. recluse who doesn't like, she, he's basically expecting like an old witch. Right. <laughs> so he, he comes out and he says, well, who the hell are you kind of idea? She's like, well, I'm lady Penelope. And he's like, no, you can't be. And she's like, well, what am I supposed to be then? <laughs> kind of so, but they're both like kind of tongue tied because they're hot for each other, like off the hop as you usually have. Sure. That's yeah. Fine. As, yeah as there. Well, not, you don't always have it. Sometimes it's like we hate each other off the bat and that was never the case in this, which was kind of a nice, uh, a, a nice kind of yeah. um, different from some of the others we've read. But yeah. so they're just kind of like indifferent and they strike up this deal. So their relationship has never been fraught at any point. It was very, it was businesslike at the beginning and then became a friendship. But anyway, so that's yeah. how they were, in- were introduced. And it was actually, I, I appreciated that. I fucking love the housekeeper in this book. The His housekeeper? Yes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> this was, I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more to this storyline. I know, so, it's so good. But it Gabe's, was cute. <laughs> it, it is cute. So Gabe's got this. There's the housekeeper that she kind of she comes with the house. She was the housekeeper for the previous owners, and she's she's very severe, uh, kind of scary, dour, like all of that. Everything a good housekeeper should be, I suppose. Well, and, and so, and, but and then he's got this architect <laughs> who's working ar- on the house at the time to do the renovations of the, the house. And the architect the housekeeper is, is like a ghost or a demon. Yeah, she, she, the way he describes, it, he's like she just comes out of nowhere and she just you know, like just appears and she's like some type of weird vampire. And he's got like all these like, different all these superstitious theories about like each time he talks to her or, or each time Gabe and the architect are talking to one another, the architect has some like other theory of what supernatural beast she might be. And she really does appear out of nowhere. So they'll be talking about her and she's like right behind them. Exactly. <laughs> and like things keep disappearing and reappearing from the house. So like the architect is going crazy. Like he's Yeah. Because they're trying to get rid of like old paintings that were the old key like people that used to live in the house. And she's yeah. like, it's a legacy of this house, so on and so forth. And then he like throws them out and then they just reappear on the wall. <laughs> later that she's been winding him up this whole time she's doing it on purpose because purpose? she's just enjoying herself <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that was really cute i thought that was quite yeah. funny it was a re- it was a really good it was a really good and cute subplot that kind of like kept you a little bit on your chest and we'll talk about kind of like the fruition of that kind yeah, yeah, of relationship as we go that. along instead of giving it away because at the end I was like I you, you kind of <laughs> see it coming but it's so funny that, like just the way it's written regardless yeah that was really good I did enjoy that yeah uh, so Gabe he promises to help get rid of all these animals and his first attempt to do so is just a total disaster because essentially he just hires some people to pretend to be farmers to pick up these animals and of course penny just sort of like sees right through this right like yeah she's not an idiot immediately um and then he i guess he kind of realizes like what kind of a woman that he's dealing with she's also she's very forward because she kisses him first mm-hmm. and she's like i just did that because i wanted to and now i'm gonna go <laughs> the, yeah their banter back and forth is just like 
it is actually kind of cute as well. He'll be like, did you want to do that? And she's like, well, no. Well, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. And he, he'll be like, and she'd be like, well, did you like it kind of idea? And he'd be like, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it will never happen again. So, like, they're pretty open with each other, which I appreciate because so many of these books, right, it's just everybody holds everything in all the time. And there's all this, like, internal mm-hmm. turmoil about what, what do I do about all of these emotions I'm feeling? And they just act on it, which I appreciate. And he does his best to, like, hold back. But he 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 does turn out to be quite the, the passionate man. And so there really isn't much preventing them from hooking up, which they do. With mm-hmm. surprising regularity <laughs> for a book like this. Because yes. once he has sex with her for the first time, and she asks him to, she's very straightforward yes. about it, they just can't stop fucking. No, no. When she's had one taste, she doesn't go back. And this is not... Um, so they, they're doing the, um, the rhythm method when they're having sex. So basically, he pulls out every single time. Yeah. Yes. So, so to not to, and as we know, this is not a guarantee for a lack of pregnancy, <laughs> but apparently it is in but this, it works book. In so, this book. But, but I would like to, to clarify people and anybody listening that pulling out method is not as effective as oh. this book might like me to see. I mean, we, we live in an age of condoms and other types of contraception and birth control. Just make use of it. We're all for safe and responsible sex. A hundred percent. Consensual, safe, and responsible. Yes, that is very important. (laughs) And it's all very consensual in this book. That's nice. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it is, actually. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And it's not like a lot of... And the one thing I did enjoy about the sex in this book, there wasn't any, like, people super regretting what they did. They were both, like, admitted that they enjoyed it, but they probably shouldn't do it again because they have an arrangement. (laughs) There is that. And also, like... So he... Fucking Gabriel, man. He, (laughs) he, he, He thinks that he's, like undeserving of love and separates out sex and love which is fine that's normal Mm. um she been there done that exactly (laughs) she doesn't she's not quite as good as separating those two um but she's also much less experienced in these in these things than he is but he finds himself falling for her and so he keeps telling himself like i don't deserve love i don't deserve happiness and it's like of course you do everybody does Mm. he's like i'm a terrible person and she's so good. And I just like, I just, I just can't, but he can't keep his hands off her. Yeah. But I found that kind of annoying. Cause it's like, well, just because he grew up poor and everybody hates you. <laughs> doesn't mean yeah. like, you don't have to hate yourself. Well, and it's also like, he, like, he kind of like admits to himself that he's like falling for her. And then he, but he denies it to her, which is, you know, like hurtful, which is fine. It causes like more tension in the relationship. You get like, he really doesn't have an idea of like what he's feeling. So after all of this kind of comes to fruition where he realizes that he has feelings for her, she still hasn't really um, come out to the to high society. At one point, he dresses as a knight um, and he's in full suit of armor. So she, her friends come over and they're actually part of the, the plot to help her save this. So they start like trying to get the animals and like various homes and so on and so forth. So once the animals are kind of taken care of, she then has to reintroduce herself into high society. So she goes to this um, event. 
ball. Which is kind of a mask. It's a yeah. ball. It's a mask. So, and, he, and she needs someone to go with. So Gabriel goes, but he doesn't want to go as the Duke of Ruin because then no one would accept her anyway, right? So he wants to be kind of anonymous. So he goes as this knight and he's in full ar- armor and so on and so forth. And at one point she meets these two despicable twins that used to make fun of her. And her original coming out when she was, I think, 16 or something? 16, yeah. Was an absolute disaster because she hid a hedgehog in her pocket, which decided to emerge during and, and butt the head into the guy of, the, of her first dance. They trip over each other. And this was actually a well-written scene as well, I found, because it was, again, like, you can see it kind of cinematically. Like, so she's dancing with him, so on and so forth. He trips because this hedgehog all of a sudden rolls out of her pocket. He She falls on her face. He falls down. A woman who's watching thinks that her head is rolled off because it's like a rolling hedgehog on the ground. <laughs> fucking passes out in a punch of lemonade like just it's a fucking disaster and like basically it's all over you know yeah it's a shit it's all over yeah it's all over the the society page yeah (laughs) that her coming out was a fucking wreck and that she had a hedgehog in her pocket essentially right and she'll you know she just can't live it down that will follow her around forever as we find out when she runs into these two horrible women Mm -hmm. at this party (laughs) 10 years later and then who remind her who bring it up now rich here's the question for you yes was there anyone that you really hated when you were 16 of course yeah if you ran into them now would you not kind of have a grudge still against them um i don't know honestly i don't know if i'd bring up anything like these two do yeah because it's like it was a long time ago and i'm a fucking adult <laughs> And I'm just going to, I'm going to high road those people as much as I can. If I was, yeah, if I was like six to 26, but I would change my behavior to like high road them though. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. have something kind of to prove still. And that's kind of, it, it kind of is entertaining <laughs> the way that those things kind of stick. I was like, hmm, am I really petty? Cause I don't disagree with the, this going on. <laughs> no, I mean, it just depends on how you act. Like you can carry those feelings around inside of you acting on them. Uh, it's a bit of a different mm. story, I guess. No, that's true. If I acted on most of my feelings, I would not be a part of society. (laughs) (laughs) So Gabe, he comes to her rescue with these two bitches. Dressed as this knight. Dressed as a knight. He is her knight in shining armor. And so the reason she was at this ball, of course, was so she would appear in the society page, which is part of the deal she made with her aunt. And she, (laughs) she doesn't get mentioned. She's Mm -hmm. like an unnamed woman. And that's actually something that Gabe, he put pressure on these these two girls and their family to keep her name out of the paper. Yes, which you find out later. Which you find out later. And it was a nice gesture on his part, but it completely backfires. So she still needs to have her her name appear in the society column. And then it does later on. But, I mean, we're not quite there yet. So it's just, I don't... Hmm. Where do where do I go from here? <laughs> a so I mean, there, there's there's not a lot that really happens except for at this point they hook up and they have a lot of sex for a yes. while. Yeah. <laughs> there's like and this and and we'll get to it later, but the sex is pretty good. So, um, you know, like he takes her and d- gives her like a after this. So they really have sex really for the first time when after the he ball. takes her out after the ball because 
he well there were fireworks at the ball and she was gonna miss them so he's like i'll give you fireworks yeah so he brings her to the top of his hotel rooftop patio has a whole bunch of like silk pillows and shit that sounds down. amazing like, by i know it's her like an 18 course dinner absolutely i was like have sex I, on the roof like, <laughs> someone does that for me i am definitely giving them head that's for sure at least <laughs> like i mean come on bubbly like the whole like come that sounded amazing yeah and then you know of course there are fireworks and he's like i don't want your first time not to be special and she points out she's like uh we're having sex on uh, top of a rooftop patio (laughs) (laughs) anyway so but he does not he penetrates her but he does not ejaculate in her like again like the so like that's that's the whole thing so it's the first time she really has intercourse but not with completion well she completes because he makes sure she comes because he's a good dude but other than that yeah, gentlemen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> and so as soon like after they have sex for the first time, then there's like a lot of this sort of the whole Duke of Ruin thing keeps coming up. So it's like he has his name because he ruins people financially, but now it's like he sort of ruined her her honor, I suppose, because she's no longer a virgin, and that's super duper important in this society. So he's worried that it's going to get out that she's been ruined, and she's like, "What the fuck do I care? I'm 26." Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's, let's just get over it. Let's move past it. And let's just keep enjoying each other's company. And like, I'm on board with all of that. Then her friends start entering the picture a little bit more after this. And eventually she has to clue them in on kind of what's going on between Mm -hmm. the two of them. And I got to say, her friends seem really nice. And I really liked the husbands. I thought their banter was hilarious. Yeah. Like, so they're always (laughs) arguing. I bet, like, who's gonna, like, well, I guess the first time they really start arguing is like who's going to be the second in the duel. So, what, I'm, well, no, okay, there's we'll some argument ahead of time because the husbands, of course, like everybody wants to protect Penny because she's so she's kind of naive, seemingly yeah, and seemingly sweet. She's really sweet. She really pours her heart out. Um, she's a wonderful friend. So everybody's like very protective of her, and. Everyone knows the Duke of Ruin, gay by reputation. And so these dudes are like, what have you done to her? If you hurt her, we're going to kill you. All this stuff. Yeah. And, but even just like the banter between the two of them is very funny. Yes. They it's have a pretty good, yes. good relationship. And then eventually Gabriel is welcome into their circle. Um, and then at the end of the movie, or end of the movie, at the end of the book, where there's going to be this <laughs> duel, there's this like conversation about who's so, going to be the second wait, in this wait, big wait. fight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hilarious. It's uh, it's it's so before we so essentially at the at the, so Gabriel decides to put on this um, he wants to put on a ball essentially because he needs her to come out to society because he's telling her that it will help the price of the house. At this point, we all know that it's not about that. He kind of knows that it's not about that. You know, like whatever. But anyway, so then he decides that he's going to ask her to marry him at this. Ball. Well, they've already decided at that point that they're going to get this. This I had a little bit of an issue with. So they're just they they have a bunch of sex, and then it's sort of like it's sort decided. of like a, it's a fait complete that they're going to get married. It's never really mm-hmm. discussed, or if it is, it happens off the page because now it's just like, well, when we're married, when I'm going to marry you, and then offhandedly she's like, well, you you know, you really should just you should ask. First of all, how do you know I'm going to say? Yeah. So they sort of joke about it, but it's like they've already decided that this is going to happen. And then this mm-hmm. ball that he's planning, well, that'll be an actual like engagement party. 
Yes. So, but at the engagement party, she, because he's an honorable, like an honorable, dishonorable person, he invites her brother to come so that he can ask her brother for her hand. Yes. Because both of her parents are dead. So, or no, when her mother's in India and her father is dead. So her brother is being like rushed to this thing. And little does she know that her father-in-law slash friend of the families when she was younger is coming over. And at this point, she confesses to... Gabe, that she was abused as a child by this family friend. And this, so throughout the whole book, there are allusions to her being able to keep a secret. And so something has happened in her past and we are, we don't know what it is. And it is tied into her disastrous debut 10 years ago. And then we finally get the whole story and it's, it is terrible. It's really awful what (laughs) happened to her um, being abused by this friend of the family. Yeah. And so he he shows up but even before he shows up they have a huge fight because gabe has gone out and i didn't know this is a literal i didn't know a dance card was a literal thing yeah yeah i had no idea i thought it was just like a turn of phrase but i guess it must come from somewhere so he actually goes out and he lines up a bunch of men to dance with her in the evening because she can't be at a ball and not dance like that's like the whole wallflower thing i guess is coming back into play and she is furiously angry with him because yeah, and he doesn't really understand why and then he finds out why and then she says it's because she had quote-unquote dance lessons with her father's friend when she was a child so he finally gets it but she's still really hurt and upset over the whole thing she thinks she doesn't even want to go to this ball anymore but she has to and when she does her brother shows up with this dude and Gabriel, who's also now his father-in-law. Who is who is her brother's father-in-law. Uh, and Gabe is like, oh, great. You're both here. That's wonderful. Could I please see you in my study? I have something very important to discuss with you. And as soon as they're out of sight, he decks this guy. Yeah, because the tip-off <laughs> is basically like, he's just heard this story. And then when she, she hears, he hears her response and feels her tense up, essentially, when when she sees this guy. Yeah, and he knows right away. Her Lambert? Mr. Lambert. Yeah. So, like, he, you know, he's not an idiot. He figures, he knows what's going on immediately. Yeah. So he goes, like, I'd love to see you in my study. I have whiskey. Yeah. And he just fucking punches him right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And so Mr. Lambert's like, I demand satisfaction. Which means pistols at dawn. I thought Gabe was the one who challenged him. No, Lambert challenges him. Oh. Well, either way, satisfaction at dawn it is. Pistols at dawn. Dueling is illegal at this point. So everyone's really upset about the duel. And then we've got this hilarious conversation about who's going to be Gabe's second. Second, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the women are having the other discussion about like how they're going to save everything, so on and so forth. Right, we can't let these men duel. It's a terrible idea. Lambert's a great shot. Gabe's definitely going to die. And then Aunt Caroline is back in the picture now. She's been out of the book for a while. And she turns out to be like a really good person. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did forget like one important thing also, which is that just before the ball, he brought her to that alleyway, and then she went into and he she finds out that he's been sponsoring an orphanage. Yes, yes, he. Does so she have, he's yeah. been trying to put on this tough guy. I'm an asshole persona, and she's like, "No, you're just a sweetheart, but you have had a rough life." And he's like, "Don't you care? Don't you want to marry?" And that's how they kind of decided and, and kind of put to bed the marrying thing. She was like, I accept you for who you are. They can set, say whatever the fuck they want kind of idea. And so he's like, okay. So anyway, so I just thought I'd put that in there because that is a thing. That is a thing. Yes. 
So anyway, so but Anne Caroline is a fucking fantastic person. Yeah. So the of course the women they figure out how to save the day, and essentially they just take a page out of Gabe's book and they spend the rest of the like they go like the, the entire night essentially ruining Mister Lambert so that they can come to him on the morning of the duel and be like, "They hey buy man, up all his debt. Yeah, <laughs> I own your ass, quite literally. <laughs> so this duel isn't going to happen." <laughs> Yeah. And if you ever want to be a person in England again, which you'll never be, or if you want to be alive with, I'll give you a house and a small allowance, but otherwise you get fuck all. And you're never, you can never leave your house. You're not allowed to ever see your grandchildren. And so they sort of like, yeah, they, they, they're, they close the chapter on Mr. Lambert. Uh, yep. And Aunt Caroline has henchmen all of a sudden, which was... yes, which she's which she's quite happy with. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I never knew I wanted henchmen. I'm like, ah, you're okay, Aunt Caroline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a tough old broad. <laughs> yeah, but a good one. But a good uh, one. Yeah. And the and then with the between the housekeeper and the architect, at one point he comes in, he's like, I know what type of villain she is she's a succubus succubus. and then they find you find find out that they're like they can't keep their hands off one another and they're fucking each other on the side that's very well done i wish we had a little bit more of those too because it was very funny and it was like well enough paced throughout the story but then at the end so the end of the book that's like i think like a year goes by and then penny's getting married and i had hoped that the architect and the housekeeper would show up at the wedding together. Yeah. But, yeah, that would have been good. But the focus it was, is just done. It was yeah, it was a lost opportunity, but it's nothing it's nothing I'm too picky about. Other like stuff. it was a fun yeah. It was yeah, and the wedding happens and then it's like years later, you know, they all have kids. And blah, they all blah, get blah, kids blah. and yeah. And yeah. the end. <laughs> and then her ends. oh and her brother and her brother shows up at the wedding unexpectedly and apologizes for uh, not catching on to the fact that she was abused. Well, because he's sort of she forces her brother to take sides. He can saw yes. he can either like continue to associate with Mr. Lambert or he can accept what happened to Penny because he has he like can't he just he can't believe that it actually happened. She's like, well, why the why would I lie to you about this? Did you not know all of the like did you not notice all of the changes I was going through? Well, actually, I think it was yeah. I think it was um, Gabe that pointed that out. Actually, this, well, I think they, I think they both kind of say it at some point. But anyway, so the brother just like he's like, well, he's my father-in-law. I can't cut off ties with him. And then a year later, he's yeah, he shows up and makes his apologies, and that's that's all she wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> literally, because it's the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and as we said at the top, I did I did enjoy it. I had a good time reading it. I liked most of the characters. I thought it moved a little bit quickly at times. Some stuff maybe could have been a bit better developed, but I really did appreciate that there weren't a lot of like not a lot of crises and drama just for the sake of like of being dramatic. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually what I that's what I liked about this book probably the most. Yeah. So, yeah, people aren't getting in their own way. Like they are in a lot and of people, other books. People aren't making, and yeah, and people are not making stupid choices. Mostly, they're sticking within the bounds of their character. Yeah, let's talk about the sex. Sex was good. I thought so too. It was pretty hot. Like, I mean, it was descriptive, but it wasn't like 
ridiculous. Um, there was, it, I mean, it wasn't ridiculously long or ridiculously short. It was, you know, it was intimate. It was definitely a turn on. Like it was not, I don't know, like it, like some of the ones we read, it wasn't like I'm, I have to go have some alone time, but it was definitely hot. <laughs> I had a little bit of a hard time understanding what was happening in front of the mirror. Oh, I knew what was so happening. So does he there. do her doggy style? Is that what happens? Yes, that's exactly what happens. So we, so no, so he basically like sits her on, like so he he turns he puts her up, up against the mirror and she's like looking at the mirror and he gets her to play with herself. Yes, no, and I then understood all he of that. Yeah, and then he just kind of bends her he over. Bends her over. Is that, okay. Him. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's what I understand anyway. That's what I thought was going on. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing a sentence or two here, just to. I think there was a little bit of confusion on how they ended up being from one position to the other because it kind of implied that she was like sitting on a desk or something while she was playing with herself. Like, I'm not really sure. Or maybe she was just standing up. I don't know. But either way, like, yeah. it was fine. She just got, she, she took it from her. That's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, but, and they do have a lot of sex. And yes. sometimes it's described and sometimes it's just like, and they had a bunch of sex in the hayloft. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's kind of yeah, like, it's kind of like oh, off yeah, it's off page. But at the same time, I think if it was constant, I mean, it implies that they like can't keep their eyes on each other. But if it were like constantly large description, I think we'd get a little bored. That's true. But there should be there's like the first time. So there's a makeout session on the riverbank. Mm-hmm. Then there's sex on the rooftop. And then there's the no, they had they have like um dry humping in the inn. Oh, right. There's a lot of, yes, there's a lot of cuddling and heavy petting, I suppose. Yeah, she, and then he gets himself off. And she like, has to share her bed. She can't sleep alone in the bed. Because she's used to animals. Because she's her. used to animals in the bed. So he crawls into the bed with her and they yeah. do some We've all used that line before. I need sleeping with animals. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like there's a section in the, like, towards the end there where... It's just taken for granted now that they're... Oh, no, because they, then, then they have sex in the alley. Down and dirty, but, like, emotionally fraught as well. Breaking down barriers and hymens. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess at that point it's probably already been broken, but... It's a good, it's a good tagline for another moment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, let's turn to ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews, as always, they come from Goodreads. And this is rated at 3.97. Oh, that's pretty low. I can't remember if this is high or low for us. No, because, like, I mean, usually the ones we read, like, that we really don't like are, like, four or five, I think. Like, some of the ones we've hated have, like, had have three reviews. High. Well, so, well, so, Goodreads is out of four. So this is 3.97 stars out of four, which I guess is pretty high. Yeah. That is extremely high, yeah. Okay. All right. Go on. Um, But as always, right, there are people who don't like it, so... So we read those reviews. So yep. we got some one-star reviews here. Normally it's for vindication, but because we both really liked this book, it's just to see what other people thought and felt. Exactly. To see if they had any valid criticisms or if they just didn't like the genre or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I have one here. It says, if I had one more to describe this book, it would be shallow. There's very little character development. The MCs are just cardboard cutouts. There's nothing but insta-lust slash love. One minute they're meeting. The next, he's telling her she's the most important thing to him. You just met her. (laughs) Well, like, I don't disagree with that assessment. I really don't. But at the same time, like, I'm looking at the book and, like, the cover and, like, the genre in general. And it's kind of like, if you just want, like, a fun romance, this is an easy way to pass an afternoon. 
You know what Agreed. I mean? Like it's not, yes. and, yeah. and it's not like it's a work of literary art or any, they're right. It is extremely shallow, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree with, I agree with this review. Absolutely. I don't know if they're cardboard cutouts. I think they have a, like a little bit more depth to them than that. Yeah, her animal loving aspects are, are a little, I think that he's a little bit more of a cardboard cutout and she has a little more depth when it comes to her personality. I thought that actually the minor characters were, had more depth. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But, I, but either way, like, I just, yeah, I'm so, anyway, that's yeah. my assessment. Okay. Okay. So here's another one. Tessa Dare, the author, doesn't follow Regency rules and it pisses me off. An unmarried man and a woman would not be allowed to go on a trip in a closed carriage together. So many more little things where the characters don't belong in the era. Why write historical romance then? Also, Tessa Dare does not write realistic women or men for that reason. Last book I'm reading by her. Wow, that's harsh. Oh my god. So, I don't like is it really that important? Does she write does she write realistic cats and dogs? Like is that <laughs> maybe. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Regency era, loads of rules, and that's usually, I guess, part of the story. I don't have anything invested, so what do I care? <laughs> I know. But also like at the at the same time, like if this person's like Regency era romance like fanatic, like yeah, you might be disappointed because it doesn't yes. follow the rules. Like I've read a lot of things on like ancient Japan and I'm like, mm, but I try to look past some of the inaccuracies, right? Because I have a very highly specialized historical yeah. knowledge of it, right? So Work of But fiction. I mean <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> but I just like I don't like I I don't know, like, I'm not reading this for historical accuracy. And, like, even something like Bridgerton, like, I don't even know how historically, this is not my wheelhouse to know how accurate it is. And I'm sure it's not a lot of people's wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So I have, I've got one more here. I thought this was pretty funny. I couldn't do it, even when I wasn't taking it that seriously. When the actual fuck does this even take place? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it was a bit of an issue for a lot of people. And, like, I get it, too. Like, granted, I really don't know anything about Regency England. um, And I clearly don't know when plumbing was invented. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't really care. And the whole bath thing is actually kind of an, it's not an important plot point. But it factors into the story. So, like, there's a good setup and a pretty good payoff for the Mm. indoor plumbing. Uh, I don't, and I... Yeah, I, I don't care enough to, to not do it. I think if I if I didn't like the story very much, I probably would have been nitpicking on these things more. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I actually enjoyed the story and generally the writing, and I thought it was an easy two-hour read for me, that it was just, like, not not a factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of the books that we've read that have been, like, very quick reads have really pissed me off because things just don't make any sense. And there's a few, like definitely things to improve on in this book but in, in but all in all like i walked away being like oh it was actually really cute yeah agreed and <laughs> there is there's a big price tag on the book that says 298 great value and i'm yeah, tend right? to agree i thought it was great value. <laughs> you probably spent more <laughs> sending it to me oh i absolutely <laughs> did <laughs> like even if you had bought it which you didn't <laughs> bring canada post man oh my god <laughs> So, all in all, what are, you, what are you saying, Rach? Final thoughts. I liked it. I thought it was cute. Um, hot or not. I mean, I'm on the... I, I, it, I thought it was... I'm on the hotter side. I'm on the hotter side. Yeah, again, like, didn't really need any not, alone time, but still, you know, hot. It's not, it's not like steaming hot, but maybe like hot bath hot. Bath, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, there you go. I brought it all back. There you go. Nicely done. 
Thank you. (laughs) So I guess I'll wrap it up there. Until next time, I have been Rachel. And I have been Shelly. And yeah, I guess uh, keep it sexy. Yep, sexy enough to have a hot bath in the Regency (laughs) era. (laughs) Indoor plumbing England.